Blog Talk Radio. It's yours truly, the Gap Tooth Guru of Gumbo, back at it once again here on the Gumbo Talk Show. It's the 13th of August. Can you believe it? Eight months in already. So I don't know what kind of person you are, what kind of math you keep up, or what kind of calendar you have, but that means it's only what, less than four more months. Let's see, September, October, no, September, October, November. September, October, November. That's five. That's four and a half. <laughs> September, October, November. That's four and a half months. I'm counting, but yeah, that's four and a half months. But if you do the math like I'm doing, I'm thinking, okay, it's August 13th. So we got September 13th, October 13th, and then we got November 3rd. You hear me? Because <laughs> we ready. Uh-huh. We ready for November 3rd. November 3rd might be bigger than Martin Luther King Day this year. I guarantee you November 3rd is going to be on popping. I was talking to a friend before I got on the show to air this thing out tonight with our special guests that are already on live. I was talking to a friend in Florida, and she was talking about how excited she's going to be come November 3rd, that night when the election results are read, because she's already planning on partying hardy because we kind of know how the election is going to go. But you never know. You still got to get out the vote. So anybody out there that isn't already um, registered, you might as well go ahead and get registered. If you're going to get a mail-in ballot, I suggest you go for the mail-in ballot early as you can because the Postal Service, y'all, is basically hijacked. And they're talking about it's going to be weeks to get your applications for the mail-in ballots out and it's going to be a long time before they probably get the ballots back when you vote by mail because of the hijacking of the Postal Service. So I'm going to give a shout-out to Mama Lula and a shout-out to my mama. I see y'all already out there uh, in Facebook land and quite a few other people, but we're here, we're live. We look forward to having a great show tonight. Um, Tonight our topic is the statues that match you. And that's basically a prelude to the fact that there are so many things going on across this country. One of the efforts that's going on is the removal of statues that don't necessarily represent the people at large. That's that's probably the most politically correct way to say, if you were to say it in my language, it would be getting rid of these haters on monuments all over the place so that people like me don't have to walk by them and think of my ancestors that weren't treated so kindly because of individuals like these particular monuments that they put up represent. So tonight we have three guests on the show. We have Chelsea, we have Nona, and we have Mandel. And they're all going to tell you about their role and playing a part in the removal of a statue here locally in Longview, Texas, Gregg County, where we reside at least here in East Texas. I want to say thank you, Chelsea, for coming on. Would you like to tell the people anything briefly about yourself so that we can get to know you 
before we get into the conversation. Okay, thank you for having me. Um, I say that my, my name is Chelsea Laurie. Um, I started um, a petition to remove the Confederate monument um, in my city. So, um, yeah, it, it blew up overnight. I didn't expect, you know, all of this to happen, but uh, I'm really grateful that uh, we're um, that we're starting to. Um, do something about it Okay Alright well thank you for being on And then we have Nona Talk to us Miss Nona Good evening everybody What's up Brendan thank you so much for this um, Opportunity uh, Chelsea has been a little modest uh, She did um, She's ignited a, a, a fire Here in the city uh, One that was much needed She submitted a petition with over 4,000 Signatures um, on the petition For the removal of the um, Confederate statue that's on the Greer County Courthouse lawn. Um, my role, you know, I uh, attended a, a couple of the Black Lives Matter uh, protests uh, when they were on um, the loop, and I spoke with a couple of ladies, and they were very um, energetic and eager to have something done. Uh, if most of the citizens in Longer are like me. You've lived here. You've not really paid a lot of attention uh, to the monument. But in light of everything that has happened um, within, you know, the world, um, the light has been, been shed. There's been a lot of light shed on um, social injustices and racism and things that reflect that, the statue being that of, of um, a Confederate soldier. So we have been on a mission uh, and it's been a hard-fought mission, um, you know, trying to get people to understand uh, the significance of having it there and why we're wanting it relocated. We've never once asked for destruction of the statue. We just ask that it be put in a place where it can truly be honored by those who want to honor it, by those who want to learn more about the history uh, of the statue. Right. As I stated um Earlier uh, in an interview, you know, we, people that look like me, were not brought to the table when they decided to make the statue, the Gregg County Courthouse, the home for the statue. Um, seeing how we're all taxpaying citizens seem like we would have a voice, um, especially with the way things are now. So we're just kind of on, okay. on fire and hoping to hold um, people, elected officials, accountable uh, when we say we see this. And we are wondering if you're seeing the same things that, that we're seeing when, it, when we're talking about the statue. They say it's honor and love and heritage, but we see something totally different. We're reminded of, of okay. a much, much more sinister time. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we got okay. one more guest I want to introduce before we get heavy into the conversation, and that's Mr. Mandel. Talk to us, Mandel. Introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Uh, Brandon, I'm glad to be on your show tonight. It's an honor for me. Uh, and I'm the historian uh, of the NWCP, and I wrote a book, Foot Switch, and I tend to say things about things that are wrong if I see it. And, and Shells and knowing that everyone's speaking up, it, it's, it's just wonderful. It's, it's wonderful that, that we can do this and say how we really feel about a statue that's been in the courthouse or paraded around in front of us for years. And that now we get a chance here on your show to even say how we feel and Thank you so much again for that. Yeah, 
Well, I'm, I'm glad that all three of you can be on, and um, hopefully we'll lend some kind of at least moral support as well as maybe there are people out there that are listening that want to get involved or spark a fire in other areas of people to say, hey, look, we want to get this removed from the public places in our communities. So having said that, and, and Nona gave a lot of information around kind of the reasoning uh, behind this happening, I just want to make sure you all know this too, is that this is probably the most, um, I'm going to say, um, public effort and probably has had the most support publicly. Um, there have been other efforts to get the statue taken out of Gregg County, and there were some talks with the current county judge. But the, the, the problem was is that if you show your hand too much, there are people that will cut that hand off before it gains traction. So you have to be very... <laughs> A tactical with this kind of measure because people have a lot of strong feelings about statues. Um, and you don't know that until you start talking about removing them or replacing them or adding uh, another statue to balance. And that was the effort that I was involved in. We were going to add one that showed all of the people or recognized all the people in Gregg County who were black, and then it ended up being black and Mexican, but we originally tried to show all the people who are of African descent in Gregg County and the efforts that they had made all across the board, but didn't really get much support in that in the infancy stages. So now, Chelsea created this petition. Was it a move-on type petition, or was it one of those we're going to walk door-to-door type petitions? Tell us how that started and why that started for you, um, Chelsea. Okay. Um, well, I did. Uh, well, I'm sitting in the same spot right now that I started the petition in in my kitchen. <laughs> um, so I just I noticed people were making petitions about you know their uh, about everything really on Twitter. They were trending, and so I um. I just went on my phone and I decided to make one about the statue in uh, on the Gregg County Courthouse. And this was an online petition, so um, I didn't have to go door to door or anything. But mostly, I just like was asking people online, like, "Hey, can you sign my petition? Or can you share it?" Or yeah, and it's just um, yeah. I just tried talk, and I also tried talking to like leaders in the community if they could help me because I didn't know like where to, where I could get like action taken on this. So uh, that was like my second step was I really like tried to find everybody in the community, like leaders, you know, who could help me out. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of uh, chatter. I know with people, especially uh, a friend of mine, Steve, I, I don't remember who it was, that sent me that petition, and, of course, I just went ahead and signed it and uh, sent it out to a few people. I, I, you know, I, I was one of those people like, oh, this is not going to go anywhere. It's another effort. You know, um, God bless them. I mean, I'm for it, but um, I really am not sure 
how it's going to go down. I kind of want to hear from you one more question for you, Chelsea, right now is, have you felt any blowback since starting this petition? (laughs) Um, There's been a lot of, it's not really like, uh, some of it is just blatantly just, you know, calling me names or insulting my intelligence. But then the ones that, the ones that are, are, um, the ones that, that, that make the most noise are the ones that come from, um, uh, they're trying to be like underhanded and, you know, and, and, um, what's the word, uh, sneaky with it, I guess, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, like people are trying to, you know, discourage me, like, um, but trying to be not like uh, people that don't mean well when they when they try to discourage me. Some people mean well, some people don't. Um, but I've gotten a lot of blowback. I've gotten like messages on my Facebook comments and stuff. People going after my mom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I can, if I can interject, Brendan, I think these are the people who definitely want the statue to remain on the courthouse lawn. This is not from oh, yeah. uh, anybody mm-hmm. in support of the removal. These are the other side. Right. Call the blowback. We're getting. Yeah. Right. So the reason why I ask that is because oftentimes, um, especially tough times, they're only made for tough people. And so sometimes you get that uh, discouragement and you quit, but it sounds like you haven't given up when you've been in the heat a little bit. So that to me is, you know, a really remarkable effort on your part because, yeah, people, people will talk a lot of junk and they'll always try to do it slick and under the table because, like, mm-hmm. private messages and stuff, because they are not um, bold enough to speak on it publicly because they know there are people just like them um, that will attack them. And that's, to me, that's a lot of hate. That's not really love, mm-hmm. if you will, because those kind of folks, they, they're only around for a little while, and they'll fizzle out. So um, kudos to you for still being in the fight, Um after Thank taking you. that blowback and your mom taking some heat. So now I want to jump. I want to get back to you too, Nona, but I want to jump to Mandel. You, you're, you're, the, you're a historian for the local NAACP. Um, what yes, kind yes. of history does this current statue have? And who is uh, this statue um, recognizing? It's recognizing John Gridd. Uh, he was in the Civil War, and he recruited a lot of people, a lot of guys from the uh, from this area, from the East Texas area. He's down in Austin. He recruited a lot of people. He's from Alabama, I believe, so he was born. And he recruited a lot of guys from the from the eastern area down there. You call uh, Camden, you called Camden years ago, and and the whites had, had to leave and fight in the Confederate War and. End up they left the blacks down there, and they end up changing the name to Eastern around 1900, called it Eastern down there on 149. And anyway, they, they were killed. They were killed. They were captured. They were captured, and he died, I believe, in 1960. 
he 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 died early. He he, he died early. He was never he was he never was a part of Gwent County, where we live in Longview, Texas today. He was never here. Hmm. And for some reason, I don't know the people if they knew the history. In fact, he was he was it, he was bad for I hate to say it, he was bad for Gwent County, the great the people that was living in this area in East Texas. He got a lot of our, our young boys killed, our white boys at the time. They were killed and captured in the Civil War because he recruited them. And he never had anything to do. He didn't have anything to do with Longview, this area being called Greg County, because he he died years years ago. So mm. that so that's mm-hmm. one of the things. I, I try to Brandon. I try to bring a little history when I talk to people, uh, pro pro monument people, dialogue, conversation, and I talk to them and I talk, and I listen to them. I make sure that I listen to them. I listen. I listen. So then I know they probably listen to me. And I've had a, I've had opportunity to talk to some people in the court at the courthouse, just outside, talking maybe talking an hour, and and they kind of seem to look see things my way. I'm anti monument all the way, and I got reasons why. I got reasons why that I'm anti monument. Hmm. So let me ask you this: a guy, I did not know this part. He he never lived in. Any part of this area that we call Greg County? He's never here. He was. They, his name was. They grabbed his name. He's from Alabama, and I and he was down in the politician back in back before the Civil War, but that was in Austin or Waco back in that area. And he had yeah. nothing to do with Greg County. He had nothing to do with Greg County. Uh, this area being called Greg County. And we got Rust County. We had Rust County. All those counties. They was back in the eighteen forties, way before the Civil War. Greer County is late. It's it's after it's after Rose County. Green County is. Right. And it was and I said this it's after he had been dead and buried years before Greer County alone we was ever existed. So so okay. So guy never from Greer County. Um no. and I know there's a lot of people, not necessarily that I support or nor am I against, like for instance, uh Judge Campbell. Um, and several other um, people's names that aren't coming to me now, but I've seen named and families have been here for for generations um, from this area. Either they were from Russ County, they were from Smith, they were from Upshur, or from Harrison, which are the counties that kind of make up Greg County where they when they cut Greg County out, which is a pretty young county. Um, from my recollection of the actual building and formation of a county, I never knew that the county was named after a person that wasn't at least either born here or raised here. I mean, and then, okay, you have the name of a county. Um, That's interesting that uh, people are fighting over something or against something that isn't even (laughs) a, a battle per se of our own. As, as Greg County residents, at least, whether you were born here or not, but if you live here, you have one up on the person that the county is named after. And um, mm-hmm. that seems like an interesting um, point to raise um, when it comes to not only the name of the county, which I doubt that they'll change, but to have a statue um, of such significance um, here for that 
I'm going to come back to you, Mandel, because i got another question regarding the history. Now, Nona, you're, you're an elected official on the municipal level, um, and I assume that you have talked to elected officials on the county level um, at least once in, in your uh, tenure as a council person. Have you had a chance to discuss with the elected officials um, that could make this change and see what kind of the, the barriers are to getting this um, statue removed? Yes, uh, definitely. We've, we've met uh, with uh, elected officials uh, on the county level, uh, and I've also talked to officials on the city level. And, you know, there's a degree of, of hesitancy. Um, just to give you an idea, when we first met, the first time we went to the commissioner's court to uh, address the statue, uh, they had sheriffs everywhere. I mean, security was all over the place. And we later mm-hmm. found out that the security was for our protection because they had people that was angry about the fact that we were even consider addressing um relocating the statue. And I keep saying relocate because I need to make sure that people understand the narrative, that we're not talking about destroying history. We're talking about putting it somewhere else where it can be honored and respected in a more appropriate setting. Um, That's been the thing we've tried to address all along. Um, So in speaking to, um, you know, other officials, um, pretty much been told and, and through, you know, not so much as words, but in body language and their unwillingness to do anything, that it's not going to happen. I've made mention of that um, when I would present to uh, the commissioner's court that we've been told that it's not going to happen. But, you know, Brandon, these are different times now. Uh, as you said earlier, this was addressed um, a few years ago, uh, and it just kind of died out. Nothing came right. about it. Um, when I reached out to other elected officials to discuss it, uh, as I said, it was like, no, you need to leave that alone. That's not a, that's not anything. It's going to cause division, and it's going to. And I'm like, but we're already divided. This, this is definitely a barrier, and it's one that needs to be addressed. And uh, uh, it's one of those we've had those difficult conversations around. So here we are today, uh, still in the in the fight. Um, and thank you to Chelsea for, you know, making us aware. Uh, I love the fact that it is a young person that is leading this charge that initiated this. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing is young people involved in anything is a benefit because it often assists and lends to another level of maturity, but it also yes. manufactures its own longevity because young people have vigor and time on their hands. And mm-hmm. so I, I can see where this is a much better movement. Um, and I hope that the three of you and everyone else that's involved um, looks at it as a movement and not a moment. Um, quite exactly. often issues come up after there's been either some heat uh, or pressure put on folks due to some kind of 
disturbance in the matrix, but then people forget about the disturbance and therefore forget the movement, and then it's reflected on as a, a moment only, right. even maybe for some, a minute when it comes at the grand scale of the longevity. And so for you, Chelsea, and Mandel, and Nona, and all the other people that are standing next to you in this effort, um, just remember that you're making history. And, and the moment that you give up, the, your history um, cycle stops and it starts somewhere else. But history can be <laughs> five weeks, five months, five years, five decades. It depends on how much you stick with it. And um, every effort that you make is a step towards victory. And you got to constantly look at the fact that victory will be down the road. Hey, shout out to Joycelyn and Rika and Wilbert for also tuning in. I see y'all out there. Thanks for listening to the Gumbo Talk Show. So now I want to go back to the historian. So I've learned tonight that Greg County is named after somebody that's not even from this area. He's from Alabama, and we all know I, – I, I must I must admit, y'all, I had the worst, especially after 2013, and we, we dealt with, when I was heavily involved with the NAACP, Shelby versus Holder, which got us the um, voter ID um, things in the law. I was right there. I've been in Alabama and all that, and I hated Alabama. But since then, my good friend Sergeant Major has taken me to Alabama, and I've seen a whole lot of other <laughs> side to it. My, my mom's father is from Alabama, so I have people there. We just don't know what they're called because we had to change some names and, and, and records got destroyed as they did in those days where my people come from um, due to whatever reason. They said fire. and just Anyway, the point, point is Alabama doesn't have a good, good history when it comes to treating people fairly, especially black folks. Now, Mandel, with this this whole statue with Greg, what is the significance of this particular individual being anti-black, if you will? Because you, you, can, you can use the phrase people of color all you want, but when this county was formulated, even though we're in what is formerly known as Mexico, they were only really doing one group of people bad. And yeah. so, well, they were doing the Mexicans bad. Let's not, let's not, let's not put that out. But in this country, um, there's been one group that has been targeted and treated like that. What particular thing has this Greg guy, John Greg, what is what has he done um, that uh, impacted black folks in a negative way? Well, the the, the monument is the monument itself. They'll tell you uh, the pro. The pro-monument people, they'll tell you it's their heritage and culture, and we know what that meant. When you say heritage and culture back in the 1840s and 50s, that meant that the whites, the social ladder, we had a social ladder there. We had white, rich plantation owners, only a few, and they had slaves. Then you got the other part of the social ladder, that would be whites. They didn't have slaves. A lot of white, the majority of the whites never had slaves, but 
they were better off than the Negro or the black people, not the not the Mexican, not the Mexican, like you said, not the Hispanics, but the blacks. The blacks wasn't even considered human beings. They were property. So we're gonna go mm-hmm. fight for that. But this is our heritage. This is our we're gonna fight for this, and that's what John Gray stands for. In fact, he was very instrumental in Texas seceding from the Union or from the United States. He was he he played a major part in that. But now Longview. In existence in eighteen what seventy seventy one, he was already dead. He, learned, he he was nowhere around uh, Longview, Texas, and Gray County. Even after that, he was never around uh, this area. Never. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was his role um, when he was in the Austin and Waco area? What is he known for? I, I looked it up last week. Uh, Brandon, and his own. He was a. Uh, he was in politics. In fact, you know, when when uh, the United States, it was the United States, and they seceded in sixty one, eighteen sixty one, when the state started leaving, uh, started leaving the United States, the terrorist groups. And he he was the one. He was he was very instrumental in uh, Texas leaving the United States or uh, the the Union. He was very instrumental. But and then he he recruited, like I said, he recruited a lot of young. White guys in the East Texas area, he recruited a lot of them, and they got captured. They didn't. They didn't do well. They didn't fare well. His men didn't fare well in the Civil War. Didn't fare well at all. But John Grigg, there is a John Grigg. That was his name. But uh, I, I will have to go back and look it up, Brandon. Exactly uh, what his yeah. role was. Matter of fact, I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to look up exactly what his role was uh, just before the Civil War. Okay. Okay. Now Chelsea. When you were yeah. sitting there in the position that you're sitting in right now and you decided to say, you know what, I'm going to crank up this petition, what was, what, what was it on your heart that, that led you to that? What, what was it? Um, well, I've never been one, you know, not to say anything if I see something wrong. Like, I'm one of the first people to, like, just say something uh, especially in Longview, and a lot of people are scared to speak up. Um, but um, I just, I don't remember exactly when I saw the monument, but um, it, oh, I think it's because I was taking my, my high school pictures, my senior photos at the courthouse, and then I saw the monument there. And um, that was a couple years ago, I think, and, and I, I didn't know how to how to do anything about it. I didn't know about like online petitions or anything. Um, but then when I found out about online petitions, and that's when I was like, okay, I can do something about it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. Of, of course, you know, I had to do a lot of research to make sure that um, everything I was saying or everything that you know my reasoning for wanting to remove the monument or uh, relocate it um, were valid and not just valid but valid to the point where there's like no real no denying it like with facts like there's no reason why um it should be there um, yeah yeah <laughs> okay so you you mentioned it not to mention it about the actual more, more or less relocation have you guys researched a place 
that would be better suitable, I don't care who answers this question, um, for this um, statue to be on display for the people who get down that particular way to go and have popcorn and, and, I mean, and drink coffee? Yeah. And... <laughs> well, Brandon, we, we, we made suggestions, uh, uh, you know, more appropriate setting would be uh, maybe the museum, since it is history. And that's where you kind of go to learn about history. Uh, we've also said maybe uh, they would put it on some of their personal properties since this, and take it off of public property since, you know, they are wanting to, as you say, get down like that. Um, that was another suggestion um, that we had. We, As I said earlier, we're not talking about destroying the statue, which has been done uh, in a lot of cities, you know, uh, without hesitation. But um, we are – Sensible people. We understand history, you know. And as you said earlier, we're making history ourselves. So those places, the museum and, and, and removing it and maybe taking it even to a cemetery where there may be Confederate soldiers uh, buried would be even more appropriate than much more appropriate any place other than where it is now on the uh, yeah. line of justice. Yeah. Yeah. That, but, okay. Um, I remember. I was involved in, uh, it was Anderson County. Is, isn't that where Palestine is? Is it Anderson or Cherokee? I think it's Anderson. And uh, the president of the unit down there called on us to come and help him. Stoker, didn't you go? Uh, matter of fact, I recorded. Yeah, I still have the recording. I got a picture. You were there? You were there? It yeah, was more yeah, of us yeah. from Longview there than it was people from, from Palestine. Um, we took a lot of people from the local unit and this area down there, and we were against them putting up this Confederate memorial that they built. And it was supposedly around a tree that they used to hang black folks wow. on um, in times ago where they put this Confederate um, monument. It was bricks and other things to honor the fallen soldiers or whatnot. But one of the mm-hmm. things that we won in a victory before they even, before we even went down there was that it would not be on county property. Um, and it yeah. was. These folks had purchased a little piece of land there near downtown to put this monument, and that's where it went. So it's kind of like that little piece of land, for those, for those of y'all that are from this area, for those of y'all that are not, you won't have a clue of what I'm talking about. But like that little piece of land on the corner of, now let me get my bearings straight, that's the corner of Fredonia and Tyler Street, where they have the, the a little little area there next to the Palau Law Office. It's like a empty lot there. Uh, where, Are you uh, speaking of the Heritage Partners and Prevention's office? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a little plot of land. They got some kind of stuff set up there now. Uh, but yeah. That could have been purchased. But I mean, that, it's still downtown, yeah. and I know you, you know, still want to get out. But you know, even you got the area over there, like where Heritage Plaza is. What's that on the corner of Methven and Green? You got little pieces of land like that. Now, I'm not saying the pieces that I'm talking about, but I'm just giving you guys like the the uh, an idea for those of y'all who are listening, who are opposed to what we're talking about. Those of you who support this monument being on the county courthouse lawn, well, buy some land. And yeah. if you want it to still I, be in an area of significance, 
Nobody can tell you anything that you can't do with your little piece of private land. So that's an option. Yeah, <laughs> private land, definitely. Not city, not county. Uh, private, definitely. Right. right. So all you got to do is get together and buy some land, y'all, and y'all can put your money. But until, but from now until then, I think it should be, you know, land somewhere out there uh, in the Gray County, uh, whatever. What, what is Gray County? Oh, Gray County has some land. Put it out there on uh, in Precinct Two, uh, or or whatever that is north of town. Y'all got plenty of land out there to put it. They can go up two fifty nine, and they can, you know, and, and look at it on their way to uh, Diana. Um, and, and have at it, you know. But well, you, you I, I know, I, as, as we said, there, there's definitely more appropriate places for it to uh, to be viewed and, and, and honored uh, other than the downtown courthouse. So, uh-huh. so yeah, so we got a question, y'all. Uh, Phyllis says, uh, uh, why erase history? Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're we're talking about it. I'm gonna let anybody who wants to answer this. I don't think we want to erase the history because personally, I want folks, especially my children, to know what was done. But if again, if you want to put up a statue of John Gregg, who's not even from here, I think on the same token, we should put up a, a, a statue of, uh, let's say, um, Reverend S. Y. Nixon. You know, if you want to put up John Gregg, let's put S. Y. Nixon on the other side of the of the courthouse lawn and see how how they like that. He was definitely a yeah. difficult figure. I, I, here from Long you know, We're not by any means trying to uh, erase history. We're in fact trying to encourage history, uh, but in a more appropriate setting. You know, if. We're walking past that, and it's making us uncomfortable, and it's reminding us of a more sensitive era. Then it should shouldn't be there. I mean, I think it's a almost as Chelsea would say uh, uh, that barrier is to intimidate uh, uh, black people uh, that have business in and out of uh, the courthouse. Brandon, we're at a, a pivotal point now where we are awake, and and. I don't think it's going to die out. I don't think we're going back to sleep uh, anytime soon. That's why I charge uh, the younger people to, to, to continue marching forward and, and, and moving forward and making an effort and, and, and being a voice. Yeah. Um, Brandon, can I? Uh, go ahead, Randell, then we'll go to Chelsea. Okay. Oh, the history, I'll just uh, comment on the history uh, movies like Gone with the Wind, I know a lot of people, you know, have put those in the back. And Band of Angels, uh, uh, Clark Gable, Cindy Portier, uh, Journey to Shiloh, those type of movies have a lot of history in it. If people can look at those movies, not just from an entertainment uh, standpoint, but look at it from an educational uh, standpoint as well. And those directors and writers, they did a lot of history and putting those movies together, and we can we can look at them from entertainment and education, and get a lot from those. Not just not just uh, I don't mean black people, not just black people. I mean white people. I mean society as a whole can really learn a lot, and they'll understand when they go up and fight for a young Greg or uh, whoever's up there monument. They'll understand what's going on. Go, go right. ahead, Brandon. Sure. 
Chelsea, go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I've heard this argument a lot that, like, why erase history? Um, and it's kind of ironic because um, the group that put up the, the group that commissioned the monument, the United Daughters of the Confederacy, they're pretty much, they're known for going around the South and um, uh, changing history, like altering textbooks. Um, um, they had a, uh, like a guidebook that they sent to the schools in the South um, to tell them like which textbooks were okay. Um, the ones that um, a lot of the, one of the rules in the guidebook was that um, anything that, described the confederacy as a traitors uh was to be thrown out and defaced anything that said slavery was bad or the slaves weren't happy that was to be um defaced anything that said um that praised abraham lincoln for one was to be defaced and they were really um active in texas but mostly around the south so um I just think it's ironic when people say we're changing history when in reality we're teaching like the right, the we're correcting the history that was taught um, in schools by uh, organizations. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out right now to my sister in Colleen, Texas, Phyllis Jones, state chair of the NAACP for education She's on the committee leading it for the, what is it, TEA and the education chair of the state of Texas for getting black African-American history written correctly into the textbooks that are going to be going out in Texas starting this year. That's a sister of mine right there in Colleen. She's been on the show several times. She's probably listening tonight, but I know she texted me earlier. She said she was busy today. And so, um, that's why there are certain entities, Chelsea, around to counterbalance people who are providing fake information or disturbing the truth. And I think we have Shay Hartis is on. She's talking about BLM Longview. There must be somebody that you know, Chelsea. Shay, I don't know. Seems like she knows you. But The fact that there are people that send out stuff like that to folks to kind of distort history requires somebody to equally and with the same amount of pressure um, make it right. And it's unfortunate that you have to fight for the truth, but that's kind of how this country was built on. I'm, I'm one of those people, when these folks get to talking about these monuments, especially the Confederate ones and some of the other ones that the guys didn't have anything to do with the Confederacy, but even like, uh, what's the guy's name? What's Forrest Gump's grandpa's name, y'all? Nathan Bedford Forrest out of uh, Tennessee. Oh. How, you know, how his statues were, of course, they tore a lot of them down in Memphis and Nashville, um, recognizing him, but it it is crazy how we have all these things and we don't have enough people fighting to make the balance of history right. I'm going to extend a little bit. Before we get out of here, I want each one of you to give us a few final words of um, maybe recruitment or encouragement so that 
folks who want to get a hold of you or who want to be a part of this movement or anything that's affiliated with you, um, they can know where to find you. Um, please, let's, let's start off with uh, Mandel. Um, just take, you know, a minute to tell us, you know, if there's something you want us to get involved in that you're doing. Yes. Um, first of all, Brandon, I want to thank you for uh, letting me come on this show and letting us come on this show and give our opinion or give the facts about this. Uh, it's very important that you have this program for us. And, I, and for anyone that's out there that's listening, uh, no one that's if they're not listening, go tell someone. They can call me. They can call Miss uh, Nona. They can call Chelsea and get involved in this. Get involved in it because it's going to take it's going to take people speaking out. Because if you don't speak out, nothing ever happen. And I wonder myself, why has it taken so long to to just talk about this? Talk about these monuments, you know. And sometimes you just got to speak out. About my 1919 race ride, long foot switch. Sometimes you just got to speak out. Someone has got to say something. Just talk to people. Talk to people. Call, call me on the phone. Call uh, Brandon Johnson. Call Mr. Johnson. Just NWCP. Just contact someone. Say, look, I would like to get involved uh, with this. And tell them, if you're not listening to me now, the ones that are listening, go tell someone to call and get with NWCP. That's all I have, uh, Brandon. That's all I know how we can get involved in it. All right. We appreciate you, brother. Miss Nona. Uh, um. I, too, want to echo Brandon. Thank you so much for um, having us on this evening. I I, I hope people are listening and are ready, honestly, to uh, mobilize because we do need um, the support. Um, There are so many, God, just just being in the city, there's there's so many things that we can do. This barrier is just, with the statue, it's just one fight. You know, we understand that the underlying issue honestly is racism and it's one that has to be um, addressed. It's that big elephant uh, that's in the room and now we're talking about that elephant. Uh, as I said earlier the, 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 the statue is just a, a cosmetic piece that we have to start with. Uh, if we can get that small thing done then maybe we're prepared and ready to address um, the larger issues. So getting involved uh, with your local government um, um, knowing your city uh, voting is the most important thing that you can do. That is the biggest voice that you you can have, and that's one of the biggest ways that you can help out with, with anything that's happening. You know, we are elected officials. Um, so if you don't like what's happening, you don't like what we're doing, you, you need to, to let us know because we need to be transparent. We need to be more than just vocal. We need to be visible. We need to be seen out there uh, in the fight for change real change. So uh, just get involved. Uh, and thanks again, Brandon, for uh, this uh, moment that uh, perhaps we will turn into a movement. Well, you're more than welcome. So the person that started us off and is going to finish us off, before I before I hand it over to you, Chelsea, to give us the final remarks, because I'm going to let you really give us the final remarks of the show. I'm cutting it off as soon as you finish. I just want to thank you all for being guests. I want to thank everybody that's listening and, and tuning in, whether it's, you know, there's any various platforms. I don't know that Spikes has the show airing out from Blog Talk uh, Radio. But uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we're here every week on Thursday at 8. Um, it's called Gumbo Talk for a reason. We talk about so many different things. I need to start talking about food, but 
My love with food has gotten me to be 400 pounds, and I'm trying to fall out of love with her, but she keeps calling me because she loves me too. But nevertheless, we just talk about everything and put it in a big old pot with some root and uh, enjoy all the different facets of everybody that tunes in and comments or comes on and talks, and uh, that's what makes the gumbo talk. So we thank you all. on behalf of everybody here at the Gumbo Talk Show, producers, uh, this is just me. But anyway, the, we thank you all for, for, for coming on. Now, Chelsea, final words on what people, uh, how people can get connected with this movement and um, anything else you want to say to inspire the people. Yes. Okay. So um, I did want to add that y'all were talking about Nathan Bed- Bedford Forrest. He was like the first Grand Wizard of the KKK too. So that's why a lot of right. people were like very upset about um, him. But also, um, I wanted to say uh, in Longview, April ninth, nineteen oh eight, um, this man named he was twenty years old, so he's like my age. <clears throat> man named Albert Fields. He was lynched on the Gregg County Courthouse lawn. Um, it's not the same exact place, but it's still, it's like down the street. So I feel like it's extra insulting that there's a monument to the thing that killed him in the first place. Um, so also, um, but y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all can get in touch with me. Um, I'm mostly on Facebook. I'm mostly active on there. So I'll just comment, like, so y'all can find me easy. But um yeah, thank you for having me. Um, thank y'all for watching. <laughs> um, yeah, y'all know where to find me. Okay. Now, is there any group that you guys are affiliated with that you want to shout out that uh, people can go look forward to? Um, I'll go ahead and address that. Uh, Brenda, we have a, a uh, an organization which is a collaboration of several different groups. It is called uh, This Is Us, U.S., meaning United Supporters. So it's a makeup of uh, individuals, um, you know, and, and different organizations that are actually um, fighting the same cause. I, want, I don't want to say like-minded, but we all pretty much are thinking along the same line when it comes to addressing um, the statue. So it's called This Is Us. Okay. Okay. This is us. All right. Thank you. Well, Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night.